Hey everyone, welcome to the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. My name is Jenna Spinelli and I am one of the leaders of our virtual chapter and I'm very excited to be speaking today with Wendy Zuckerman, host and executive producer of Science Versus, which has produced some great episodes on COVID-19 over the past few months. And today, uh, Wendy is going to take us behind the scenes of what it's like to work on a show all about the coronavirus, or at least all about it for the time being anyway. Uh, Wendy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So um, Science Versus has been on several Podcast Brunch Club playlists, um, but in case there are listeners out there who are not familiar with the show, before we dive into your COVID-19 coverage, can you just give us the quick overview of what the show is about, what topics you cover, those kind of things? Yeah, sure. Um, so Science Versus is really about kind of diving into things that are in the zeitgeist, things that people are thinking about. And like putting them under the scientific microscope. Uh, so asking questions like CBD, is it that good for you? Um, DNA kits, uh, do they really work? Stuff like that. Um, you know, and we, we take on from, you know, we take on serious stuff like gun control, but also kind of fun and fatty stuff like fasting diets. And the whole point of the show is that we try and make science really, really fun and, and silly, but also uh, but also be as factual as possible. And of course, given uh, what's happening in the world right now, we, we just decided recently, I guess, I mean, who knows what time is anymore, but, uh, <laughs> but I, so I guess it was, a, it was probably about a month and a half ago uh, as, as the developments with the coronavirus were sort of really kicking into gear, we, we basically jettisoned the season that we had planned and have just been reporting solely on the coronavirus um, since, since January, basically. And, um, and then not only that, but we've changed our, our production schedule. So uh, we've been publishing two episodes a week um, to just try and get, get the facts out there because, as, as we all know, there's just, there's just so much crap out there um jenna about this this coronavirus it's so hard to know uh, you know what is true science what is what is not um and so we've we've really been trying to tackle that head on yeah and so we'll, we'll come back to to some of that here in a minute but um your your coverage of the virus i think in some ways extends back to the fall of 2019 uh in october you you released an episode called pandemic all in caps and with like six exc exclamation points um I don't. I, I would definitely encourage uh, folks listening to this to to go check out that episode if you haven't already. Um, but you sort of in a it seems very prescient now to to think about. Um, I, I don't want to spoil too much of of the the premise, but can you kind of give us the setup there? Um, how did this topic come onto your radar, and 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 how did you structure covering what a pandemic might look like in this episode? Yeah, absolutely. So when we were planning that season, my editor, Blythe Terrell, was really interested. She is very interested in in disease outbreaks. And back in 2019, you know, we were thinking about like, how can we cover this to make it feel real for our, for our audience? And it's it's so bizarre to think about now because obviously it's so real to all of us all the time, every day. But back in 2019, the idea of a pandemic just – it just felt it just felt so out of this world, and so we we knew we wanted to cover it and explore the science, but we we were trying to look for some 
some interesting way to do that. And, and because I, I really didn't want to just dive into, you know, virus 101 or, you know, the, the idea of reporting on flattening the curve when it's not right in our face. It's, it's not, it's not a, that an exciting a concept. It is now, of course, but in 2019 it wasn't. And so I was trying to think of maybe a, a more exciting and interesting way that we could tackle this topic. And so we were, we were in this team meeting and, and I was like, hey, what, what if we, what if we like played it out? Like we just, we just pretended that it was happening and we created this like fictionalized pandemic, but we tried to use the best science possible to see what that would be like. And so our senior producer at the time, Caitlin Sorry, then took that episode on and she went on and read, you know, a bunch of, of government planning documents because, because they, are, they are there um, of, of what to do during a pandemic. Those documents exist. And so we were reading them and, and you, know, try, you know, reading all the science about what's the most likely virus, what's the most likely kind of virus that might create a pandemic. And then what's been obviously incredibly bizarre and surreal is that a lot of what we talked about has come to pass. Um, and then what's even, I don't, I don't know what's even weirder because that was, that was weird unto itself, but the fact that we, we had Dr. Anthony Fauci on the show and, and not only did we have him on the show, but before, like, as we were building this episode, we got in contact with lots of different scientists in this field to, to try and say, you know, is this realistic? Is that realistic? You know, would we run out of respirators? Would we not? Are we, is that, is this, are we overplaying this? Are we not? And, and. Dr. Anthony Fauci was like one of the people who we would regularly email. And then not only that, but we had him on the show and he listened to the final product in the studio. And then he, he commented on it and said, what, how did we do basically? And, and I just cannot believe that he had time to do that. I mean, he was just responding to our emails. Willy nilly, we'd be like, but wait, are we sure that it would be a cytokine storm? And what about this? And how does the cytokine storm work? And he'd just be responding as if we'd been friends. And I was like, and now just to, to think that this, this, this guy is so busy, you know, that he had time to listen to our podcast. It's, it's just, um, there's so, so many bizarre things about this. Yeah, no, he yeah certainly would not have time to do that these days. I don't think as much as he might like to. I mean, it, it seemed like he was at, at minimum a good sport about it. But I think he actually pretty much agreed with with what you guys. Said. I think there were like one or two things that he might have quibbled with. But um, yeah, that was that was great that you were able to to kind of uh, get that insight before everything kind of broke out. And 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 to that point, I mean, so at at what point like you've you've done this um it really wasn't that long between when this episode came out and when the the actual covid-19 started to hit so like when did you start to think like oh wow this thing that we like plotted out might actually be happening in real life it was when we were sent to work from home that was like at spotify that was when it hit for me because actually before that point, we, and that happened about about a month ago. So even though we started hearing whispers of the virus and we were reporting on the virus in January um, and we got Anthony Fauci back on the show to, to talk about it, I remember when I was talking to him, very much the premise of that interview was, well, Anthony, like th this isn't going to be like what we said, right? I mean, we were – we were we were just we were just like playing with science right you know I, I in my head that's kind of how I was thinking I mean I knew we did our homework on that pandemic episode uh and I knew we had citations for everything we said 
but I, I just still couldn't, couldn't believe that it was about to happen. And so very much as, as I got him on the phone that second time, I, I was like, can you just, cause we were, we were having people tweet at us. Oh my God, is this happening? Is, is your episode coming to life? And, and, and part of the motivation for getting an episode out in January, cause we were actually on a, on a break um, and we were not supposed to be publishing episodes at that time, but part of the motivation to say that, no, we, we need to get an episode about this out is to kind of calm our listeners and say, no, 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 this, this isn't what we were talking about. This is, this is a different virus. Um, and then when I got Anthony on the phone and was talking to him and, and I was really trying to push him, and I, I was saying, you know, oh, so we said this, but, but that's, that's not, that's not this kind of virus. This is going to be more like a, like a SARS, right? You know, this is going to, this is going to peter out. And he just kept saying, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Like it could or it couldn't. And I, I got off the phone with him and I remember it was quite late and we were publishing the next day and, and me and my producer, I think it was Meryl Horn in the room and we were just like, oh, oh, well that changes things. And then I think I was still in denial about, about how similar things were going to turn out un- until we were sent home. And then basically I, I had become the character that we created in a lot of ways. Like I was reporting from my room scientists were even saying things that we had scripted I mean that was that was super surreal like like several times a scientist had said the exact words that we had written and I I like those were moments I was just like what what um so it was that's a very long way to answer your question but um yeah no 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 and that's it's 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 interesting for me to hear you say that you were kind of in denial. I mean, I'm wondering if like in some ways you were maybe more in denial because you had all this like background and knowledge and you'd done all this research on it as opposed to like someone hearing it for the first time. And I know that like you can't put yourself in in the, the shoes of someone else that doesn't have that perspective. But I'm wondering like how some of those conversations played out between your friends, your family, people that maybe weren't coming at this from the same lens that you were. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think because there's there's like my my gut feelings about things and what I might talk to my family and friends about. And then there's what ends up on the show and that's very different. And so what keeps the show, like what keeps science versus consistently factual and, and getting things right is the fact that, that our whole team, it's not just me, our whole team is really on it when it comes to, do we have the citations to say what we're about to say? And so the fact that back in January, I was thinking, this isn't going to blow. This isn't going to blow up. This isn't going to be that bad. I was feeling that in my gut. That's, that's not in the episode. None of that is in the episode because we didn't have the citations for that. We had Anthony Fauci telling us, we don't know which way this is going to go. And so that, that's what gets in the episode. And, and that's happened, you know, several times, like there were those early there was a, those predictions that you seventy percent of of people in America or in the world there was this you know got a lot of attention are going to get COVID are going to get COVID it just kept getting repeated and we did this episode where we spoke to the scientists who made those predictions about some of the assumptions in it and even at that time I was I was just thinking I don't I don't think this is going to happen 
as you said at the, at the top, there's so much information out there and you are now shifting to put out two episodes a week. I mean, how do you how do you figure out which topics kind of bubble up to the surface enough to cover? And um, how do you like is two episodes a week enough? I mean, would you do more if you had had the resources? How are you thinking about those those types of challenges? Oh, wow. It's just tough. It's just tough. I mean, we were up until 1 a.m. last night dropping that episode um, because because we just need to get the facts right. And, and there's so much research involved in every episode. We cannot drop more than two episodes a week. It's just the, we, we couldn't be that rigorous if we did any more episodes it's just so th- th- I mean my team is is full of these amazing science journalists and they are on every single fact but but we need a break but we you, we, we couldn't we couldn't maintain it so so given this kind of relentless schedule um already to then answer your other questions around topics that we pick it's it's been it's been a real challenge for us actually because we're not a news show. I've never been in news. I never I never wanted a news cycle life. I like the slow life of you know looking at probiotics for two months and then dropping an episode, which is you know normally for a science versus episode, it, it would take about two months from picking the topic, doing all the research and, and interviews to publish. And so now we're we're building episodes in 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 three days. Um, the the episode that just went down the feed, we started it on on Monday. We had we were asking this question: Is the coronavirus built in a lab? I I barely heard anything about the conspiracy theories on Monday, and then just had to become an expert. Me and uh, the producer Rose Rimler within you know a, a couple of of days, and so um, so we're we're really just learning as we go how to keep ahead of of what people are talking about and and try and hit it when they're thinking about it. And so how, because, you you know, it's been interesting, like if we drop an episode too soon, for example, um, so say we had an episode about cloth masks that came out about, I would say, two weeks before the kind of widespread controversies around it and there was like kind of flip-flopping headlines. And so I feel like it didn't it didn't hit the way that it, it might have had we actually dropped that episode while people were talking about it. Um, and, and, and you know, that was sort of interesting because our angle was more about the healthcare workers as well. And then the conversation very quickly shifted to, well, what should the public be doing? And we didn't really focus on that. So it's, it, it is, it's a real challenge to kind of keep ahead of it. Whereas, so, so what we've started doing is basically just have several episodes on the go. And then one of our producers, Laura Morris, is constantly – um, listening to the press conferences to um, Governor Cuomo and and Trump and seeing like what's coming up, what's being talked about because they're really driving the news and, and the discussions as, as well as when a scientific paper comes out. And we're just basically waiting to see what's popping this week and then we're like, go, 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 go. And so, but but the schedule is constantly changing and even little things like when we started we were putting processes in place about labeling and, and you have to label a file with the date the episode's going to come out in. And then we realized we were switching things up so quickly. We're just like, forget the dates, forget the dates. Um, so it, it, ha- it has been a challenge, but I think we've, we've hit it a few times in ways that I, I think we've got it working. Like chloro- chloroquine, we managed to get out 
right when that was popping, I think this this idea that this virus came from a lab, that's really kind of coming to the fore now. And we just got our episode out about that. So we're learning as we go. Yeah. So are, are you planning one about UV rays or disinfectants? Seems like those are the, the, the two kind of hot topics, but I think that that's indicative of like how, so there are all of these things being discussed. I mean, what, what, what is that, that process like to decide, okay, like this is something people are talking about and is worth us trying to find experts to comment on versus what is just like a, a true conspiracy theory and maybe not worth diving into in, in, in the way that your show does. Yeah. I mean, Jenny, you, you've hit the nail on the head with the balance that we're trying to strike there. It, it, that's exactly it. I mean, we we don't want to be giving airtime to nonsense, and that's exactly you know that that's why that this idea that has that has been bubbling away for a little while that this virus was cooked up in a lab. It, we dismissed it as an episode. You know, every now and then we'd get these tweets: "You should cover this. You should cover this." You know, my my sister's asking about it. My uncle's asking about it, and and we just kept going. No, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's it's not big enough, like not enough. We didn't think enough people thought that. And so we would just be giving airtime to something that didn't need it. And and then we, but then there was that Pew survey that came out that found that, you know, 30% of Americans did believe it. It just kept getting airtime in, it kept getting airtime from the media as this question of could it have happened? Could it have happened? And then that was where we were like, okay, now now we do need to come in because we need to we need to tell people no. Um, there was this kind of urgency when it comes to sort of this stuff that's now bubbled up around, you know, whatever whatever it was. I mean, literally, I was like reading papers until midnight last night, so I don't even. I know I'm I'm getting tweets about it now, being like, are you going to cover this? I don't think we will because it's. One, I doubt there's any exciting science that would be surprising to anyone about it. Two, a lot of the media that I think is covering it is already saying it's nonsense. So there's no need for us to come in and say that. So this very garbled answer to your question. If I was going to make a, um, a, a like a pie of the of the the things that we're thinking about, like the ingredients are, is this is this big enough? Is the science interesting and surprising enough to to produce an episode on? And are the are the stakes high enough? What have you heard from your listeners? I mean, I think one one of the things about podcasts is they are they do make it so easy to learn and to get information out there, but it's also a very self selecting medium. And and so I'm wondering if you know to what extent your episodes are reaching people that might have been inclined to go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories or to think something that might not necessarily be grounded in science or even have their minds changed by the the facts and the science that you're putting out on, in your episodes. Yeah, it's a it's a thing that I think about a lot. I mean, I don't have delusions of grandeur that we're out there changing hearts and minds every day but I do have enough what I call it evidence I have enough uh bits of data to tell me that we are reaching people who are not necessarily just on the side of science um so we do we do get 
uh, tweets and comments on Instagram that are like, you know, this is this is the one source I trust, your show. Um, well, thank you so much for this. I, I was confused and, and now, um, you know, I feel like I really understand it. So we get, we get those messages. But then I would say as well, like when I think about, because I've been making this show for, I don't know, five years maybe, which is just like bonkers to me. But, um, and, and I always assume, like I have this, you know, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, um, I assume that we have this very science-minded audience. Not, not necessarily like scientists, um, but just people who, people who love and appreciate and respect science um, and live their lives by the, the, the code of peer review. But actually, you know, when we do call-outs to say, what episodes would you like us to cover? You know, the, the top ones are things like essential oils, astrology, and, and people with genuine questions. And then when we, when we drop those episodes, they get the highest listens. You know, those are the ones that, pe- that people are interested in. It's not, it's not our, like, nuclear power episodes. You know, it's, it's this. And so that tells me that there, are, there must be some, some secret people who are, like, you know, lighting candles with lavender in them, um, really hoping that it's having some true biological effect and then sneakily listening to science verses on the side. So I, I, think, I think we are crossing a bridge. Um, at least I, I hope we're giving tools to people who are going to be having some tough conversations with their family um, so that then they can help kind of formulate their opinions about it. So if they do have that uncle that thinks this was this virus was cooked up in a lab at least now they can they they can just say they don't just they, they don't have to go on gut like I don't think it was they could say all right I actually know the science and here's why we really don't think that's what's going on yeah and here's something you can listen to that's you know not it's really is grounded in science it's not going to make you not going to call you stupid not going to you know do anything that's that's negative, but just lay out the information in a in a in a credible way. Um, so, uh, how long does this continue, Wendy? Uh, I know you you mentioned before needing a break. I think a lot of us that are doing COVID nineteen content kind of feel that same way. But um, what are you and your team thinking about? What the the long game looks like on on this this coronavirus content, and when it might make sense to get back into the season you, you had been working on before uh, the virus hit? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, so what's, what's driving those decisions right now is how much we feel the audience needs to know something right now. So at the beginning of this outbreak and then as it has escalated, there were all these science questions that we we just really felt we wanted to get out there as soon as we could answer them in a good way because obviously the science is unfolding in real time in this you know in this in this crazy kind of very much unprecedented way and so questions like should you be disinfecting everything at home how do you keep yourself safe when will this end these questions that we just felt like people really wanted to know and needed to know now, we wanted to get those episodes out as quickly as possible. So that's why we, we started pumping out two episodes a week. Now, when we're looking at the questions we have, they're a little bit more long-term. So questions about the supply chain, for example, or um, thinking about other things on our, 
on our radar. We have an episode coming up soon about asymptomatic, how many people are asymptomatic. And that is a question that, you know, I'm very, very curious about. I know our listeners are too, but I feel like you don't need to know it right now to live your life. And so I feel like we can start giving ourselves a little more time to just like, you know, work on the episodes, you know, play the long game here, not burn ourselves out. And so I think we're going to be moving to once a week probably pretty soon. And then if questions do bubble up that are really prescient and urgent, then we'll go back to to um, to twice a week. And then to the question of when we stop doing coronavirus content, I think it's when we run out of questions. That's That's kind of what I've always said to the team. Like, I don't want us to be pumping out coronavirus content, like just like filling the gap because because the coronavirus is there. I only want to be answering questions that people genuinely have. And when we run out of those questions, then let's do something else. Let's report on on some other science. Yeah. And and speaking of uh, reporting on something else, can you uh, give us uh, any teasers about uh, what else is is in the, the pipeline for your next season? Well, the next season, I guess it's just, it, it is going to be coronavirus for a little while because we do, we do still have quite a lot of questions and the new questions pop up all the time. I did not think we were going to be covering an episode on was this made in the lab. It turned out the science was super, super interesting. So even if, if for me who was, did not kind of believe this idea going in, once I started reading the science of exactly how scientists knew that it wasn't made in a lab, I was like, oh my God, this is totally an episode. This is, this is wild how they know this. So, so, so we're just all to say new questions pop up all the time. And I, I think, I, you know, to, to give a sneak peek, I don't know. I mean, I guess what, we still have, we have questions about like the, the virus mutating and, and what that means. We have questions about the vaccine. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot in the race, which is the most likely to, um, to go ahead and be successful. Um, and so, and then, yeah, yeah. That, we, we still have a lot of questions. I got to be honest with you, but, um, but, but eventually they'll dry up. What else are you listening to these days or, or what are some shows you would, would recommend that the Podcast Brunch Club community check out? What I am listening to uh, right now is uh, not coronavirus content because uh, I live it and breathe it every day. So one podcast that I'm really loving right now is called Over the Road. It's a, a podcast about truckers um it's from radiotopia and the host uh long haul paul is is just he's he's so beautiful on the mic it's so wonderful the 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 mix between his his personal life and the people that he meets and the fact that it's on the road so you can hear the sounds of you know being out of your house is just delightful um and then another podcast that I, um, I, I'm dipping in and out of is called Off Track, which is a podcast from Australia, from Radio National. And it's about, it's another, I mean, you're going to see a theme here. It's about going out into the Australian, um, in this case, the Australian like wildlife sometimes and, and just interviewing um, these Aussie uh, scientists about about anything from I don't know the one I was listening to the other day was about parasites and but, but the, the host Ann Jones will, will go to you know beaches in Australia and and um just just do a just she, she just goes on these beautiful adventures but it's very sound rich and so you can you can close your eyes and you could really see yourself there away from the confines of your apartment 
and um and it's and it's really beautiful and there's a bit of science in there as well Oh, that sounds wonderful right now, actually. I'm going to have to go check that one out. Um, Wendy, thank you so much and, and to, to you and your team for all the, the work you've been doing on Science Versus to help keep us informed about all things COVID-19. And thank you for taking time to join us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Podcast Brunch Club community. Do you have any thoughts on our discussion this month? Send a message or voice memo to podcast at podcastbrunchclub.com. PBC is a passion project, and we rely on support from our global community to continue bringing people together in person and online. So if you feel like PBC has contributed to your life in any way, please consider becoming a patron or making a one-time donation. Go to podcastbrunchclub.com support for more information. If you're interested in becoming an organizational partner, go to podcastbrunchclub.com slash sponsors. A quick thanks to our early partners, Podbean. For one free month of podcast hosting, go to podbean.com slash PBC. Podchaser, the IMDB of podcasts. Listen Notes, a podcast search engine. Critical Frequency, the podcast network for everyone else. The Venn Media, a weekly newsletter for curious minds, and Lentigua Williams and Company Podcast Network, telling stories in the seams of society. Finally, some credits for this episode. Katie DeFiori is our audio editor. Music is from Chad Crouch and Miss Ayal Ghana, downloaded from Free Music Archive. I'm Adela, founder of Podcast Brunch Club, and as always, thanks and happy listening. <laughs> <laughs>